Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Monday Distillery, who makes sophisticated, elk-free drinks that still have all the taste of a good time. G&T without the tears, whiskey without the wobbles, and other delicious cocktails too. Switching the ritual instead of ditching the ritual is so much easier. Stay in high spirits, keep a clear mind, head to mondaydistillery.com for more. Are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Do you want to drink less? Do you wake up on a Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? I'm Danny Carr and welcome to my podcast, How I Quit Alcohol. Hi and welcome back to How I Quit Alcohol. Today in the Zoom room, I'm joined yet again by the beautiful Lyndall Hunt. Hey, Lyndall. Hi, Danny. <laughs> How are you, my darling? I'm going really great and I'm very excited to be back here again. I know. I've been getting a few um, messages from people asking how you're going and Aww. how the recovery is going. So, so my fans I, asking. <laughs> you got your fans. She's got her own fans. <laughs> so we need to let them know what's happening. Yes. Well, you can let them know I'm doing really well, doing so, really, really good. What, it's 11 and a half months now since that 11 and a half months, yeah. So 4th of October is my um, is my one-year anniversary, so only a couple of weeks away. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, uh, you know, we talked about this last time. It, everything has changed for me in the last 11 and a half months. You know, in, in the previous 18 or 19 months prior to that that I was sober, a lot had changed in that time as well, and obviously I've made progress, but this is like... Yeah, next level. Everything's just everything has changed for me. It's been amazing, and a lot of that has actually been thank you to you. Ah, uh, thanks. Because <laughs> I joined the wonderful How I Quit Alcohol Challenge earlier this year. Mm. Just doing a little plug, but no, I mean that sort of stuff. The stuff we learn in that challenge has just been has helped me to no end. So yeah, everything. What was what was one of the things you thought helped you the most? I'm interested. There are a few things like definitely uh, dismantling the old beliefs. You know, I there was mm. so much stuff that used to that I used to believe and think about myself or uh, just about life in general that you know that I stuck by. Like I just I I believed it and I thought it was true and and that's just the way it was. And now I've been able to really challenge a lot of the BS that goes on in my head. You know, I've come to the conclusion now that about 99% of the stuff that goes on in my head is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. You know, like it's just in it and I, it's so freeing to just understand that just because something, just because I have a thought or a feeling about something doesn't mean that it's real. You know, I can challenge that stuff now and I can I can change it and um, I don't have to be tied to that. I don't have to be... I don't have to live by that. So that mm. that definitely has been um, really game changing for me, and and just helping. You know, you've you've shared some really great techniques on how to 
put in circuit breakers to stop negative feedback loops and to, um, you know, we've done some work on self-love and um, finding your inner child and all of this stuff, which has just been really, really super helpful for me. Yeah, it's great. But you've gone at it because you joined up in that January challenge. Yeah. You went at it with such vigor as well. You really didn't, of course, because you we've known each other since grade six till like when you said you wanted to join initially, I was like, oh, ooh, <laughs> don't know. Awkward. <laughs> but you just so you just went at it, you know, with everything you had and you didn't question anything. You just went and did it and you did the work and yourself and then so many others that were in that challenge who actually went in and did the staff, you know, just completely transformed and changed their whole relationship with themselves, which yeah. then in turn changed their the way they felt about alcohol and the way that yeah. they were treating their bodies, which I think is a really important component. So how would you say that, because I have been talking quite a lot about the limiting self-beliefs on the podcast mm-hmm. in the last mm-hmm. little while. So how would you say that that changed your relationship with alcohol? Because I think it's one of the, one of the things, one of the key things in in changing that relationship we have with alcohol? You know, I think if I can look back now when I was, you know, when I was drinking, I hated myself and, you know, I didn't, I didn't believe in myself and I didn't think I was worthy and I didn't think that I would amount to anything. And I, especially like at the end of my drinking, I was just like, I didn't think that I was attractive to guys. I just thought who would want to date a fat old drunk like me, you know, like all of this stuff. And so I, I used alcohol to self-soothe and escape from mm. all of that in my head. And now, now it's completely different because I know that all of that's bullshit and I don't believe any of that anymore. I know that I am beautiful and I, I know that I am, you know, I'm worthy and I'm, you know, I'm loved and all of these things. So I don't need, I don't need to mask all of that anymore, all of the mm. stuff that goes in my head. I don't need to escape from it anymore. But I also know that I've got to keep working on this stuff. I've put yeah. a, a lot of years into my addict and, you know, she's still there. She's still pretty strong in my head. So I've got to be wary of her all the time. But, yeah, just learning to learning to love myself, learning to let go of those old beliefs, learning to let go of the belief that I'm Lindor the party girl, you know, like mm. that, that was a big thing. I, that was like my identity that I that that was what I stuck with for so many years and that's what mm. people knew me by. You know, I was having a, a, a random friend that I'd met in America contacted me on Instagram recently. He was like, oh, how are you going, something, blah, blah, blah. He said, oh, how's Maggie, which was my alter ego when I was drinking. And I was like, I haven't seen Maggie for a really long time. And he's like, whoa, whoa, the world has stopped spinning. <laughs> Lyndall doesn't drink anymore. Like, what the hell do you mean? And it was funny and it was fine. Like we had a laugh about it, but it was like, that was what, that was what people knew me by. Yeah. I was what was his that. reaction? What was his reaction? Like other than, well, well, stop. When you actually, did you tell him that you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him that something. I don't drink anymore. And he was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, after he got over the initial shock, he was like, oh, wow, good for you. And I mean, it was a pretty short conversation. It didn't really go on much further than that. But um, yeah, he was like, oh, good for you. That's great. <laughs> It's funny how many people actually, like, people are like, yeah, good. <laughs> like, but we think oh. all these people are going to be really disappointed that we're not drinking anymore, but actually quite a few of them are like, mm, yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I just had this email, gorgeous email from this lady called Tess that starts with, are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Yes. Do you want to drink less? Oh yes. Do you wake up on Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, and then she's gone on and she's written um, this really long email to me, firstly, just expressing gratitude for the podcast, but said, mm-hmm. you probably don't remember me, but we've partied together a few times. <laughs> I was like, oh, actually, when I started reading that, I was like, oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Uh-oh. what sort of idiot did I make in front of this girl? Yeah, but um, listen to this bit. I, just amazing. She said, I just want to share because I could just so relate and, you know, she she said she's been able to relate to so many of the things that we've shared on the podcast. But anyway, she says, anyway, as a binge drinker, I would have been a total trash bag on every one of these evenings because we're talking about, she's talking about how she'd seen us at Ash's gigs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So she's gone on to say, 
you know, how we've drunk together and she's just, um, she's only a week in in her sobriety, but just saying how it, the podcast is helping her with that already, but just saying how, and I could relate to this, she's saying that she wish she had have done it 20 years ago, mm. said, I've never been a good drinker. I've mm. always drunk to excess and always been a trash bag. I've accumulated so many cringeworthy moments and fucked up so many times. It gives me huge anxiety to attempt to even face them all. In all honesty, I think most people in my life who have witnessed my drinking think of me as a bit of a loser. Luckily, some, including my husband, have seen something in me outside of those moments and Mm -hmm. hung on in there for long enough for me to see it myself. I can't believe how long I've been in such denial about this problem. And yes, note to self, partying to the level of memory loss, shameful behaviour, nausea, falling over, passing out, stripping off, (laughs) going home with some rando, etc., means you have a problem. Yeah. Oh, the poor babe. Yeah. I was like, yes. Oh, God. And also saying that that identity is just saying the way we talk about self identity. Yeah. Self beliefs. Oh. Definitely. But yeah. uh, the other thing that was important for me as well, and you covered this in the challenge, was not only changing my um, beliefs about myself, but changing my beliefs about alcohol. You know, like I just for so many years, it was like it was what I needed. You know, I needed alcohol to help me to sleep at night. I needed alcohol to socialize. I needed alcohol to help me chill out at the end of the day, like whatever. And, you know, I can clearly see now that was all just my alcoholic brain convincing me to have a drink. But at the same time, it was like I, I, I felt like I needed it. And, you know, when we're surrounded by, of course, a lot of marketing that, you know, tells us that we have to have alcohol to socialize and to have a good time and uh, all that sort of thing. It gets embedded in your subconscious. But, yeah, it was important for me to change that belief too, to just, no, you know what, I actually don't need it. Yeah. yeah. Even just as a binge drinker, I remember thinking after a big night, fuck, am I ever, like after quite a few attempts of trying to stop and convincing myself or then thinking I'll just have one and then waking up the next day not remembering mm. going to bed mm. or whatever the night before, thinking actually starting to get scared thinking am Mm. I ever going to get out of this Mm. like am I ever going to be able to change this and you would have felt the same I did I definitely did I just really like at the end of my drinking I couldn't see any way out I couldn't because I had tried so so hard for so many years to to moderate or to cut down or slow down my drinking or whatever and it just didn't it just kept getting progressively worse and yeah, I just honestly, like by the end, I, I just had resigned to the fact that I think this, you know, my drinking is just going to end up killing me either, either by just drinking myself to death or doing something like taking my own life. Cause I was in a, in a pretty bad, you know, mental space at the end as well. But I just was like, this, this is just going to be the death of me. And I, I, I don't know how to stop it. Like, I don't, I can't see any way out. And I kind of, I kind of just resigned to that fact and I, I wasn't necessarily okay with it, but it was just like, well, this is just what's going to happen because I don't know how to get out of this. I can't stop it. Yeah, it's so terrifying, isn't it? Scary, very scary. And it's just, I'm just so grateful, even the level I was at, just thinking for both of our sakes, I'm just so glad. I'm just glad for the mental break from it, you know, oh, just that the, clarity. Yeah, the freedom from all of that, the freedom from... You know, I shared on this last night in in a meeting that it's like one of the, I don't want to say the worst thing I did about trying to get sober, but one of the things that I think that I really, you know, could have done very differently about recovery is I tried for so many years to do it by myself. I just, I didn't want to accept, you know me, I'm a very fiercely independent person. I couldn't tell anybody that I had a problem. There was a lot of shame that was attached to that as well. And that's why I didn't want to tell people, but I also just because I'm so independent and so like strong-willed, I was like, no, I'm gonna, I'll be able to get this under control. I'll be able to figure this out. I'll be able to, you know, sort it out. And so, just for years and years, it was that the mental anguish and that constant, like, you know, trying to make agreements with myself, like, okay, all right, well, don't drink this week, Lindell. You know, you drink all the time, so that's fine. You can drink again, but just don't drink this week. And sure enough, by Monday afternoon, I'm drinking. You know, never last. And then I'd berate myself for, well, why can't you just stick to this? You know, you know that cycle. I don't need to explain that to you. But, yeah, it was mm. just, it was torture and that constant having to think all day, every day about how am I going to get my next drink, where, what time, you know, how long has it been since my last drink? Uh, how, how, especially towards the end, it was like, 
how long has it been since my last drink so I could figure out like how much time I had to have another drink before the withdrawal had set in. You know, that was always like having to manage that was just, yeah, thinking about it constantly and have I got enough alcohol to get me through the night? Fuck, what if I run out of alcohol during the night? I'm going to have to like try and pace this. Like just this constant, like constant organising and rearranging and making agreements and arguing in my head over alcohol. And it was not just about drinking, it was about not drinking as well. It was just. It's an obsession, isn't it? Oh, and 100%. Yeah. And I think it doesn't matter the level. So even if, okay, so say in my case as a binge drinker, I wasn't obsessing about it to the level obviously that you were, but I was probably obsessing about it if I was coming up to the weekend or obsessing about it, if I was going out, yeah, like, what am I going to drink? You know, what am I going to take? You know, all, you know, all that stuff. How am I going to act? Oh God, what if I fuck up? You know, and then of course the next day obsessing about fantasizing about not drinking again yeah and, then- and obsessing over our oh, shit what did I do who did I who do I have to ring what did I say what are I trying to figure out like piece together the night because you've forgotten so much of it just yeah the freedom from that is unbelievable isn't it just mm. you know and no matter what level our two very different drinking habits but still yeah it doesn't matter like it just to have that freedom you know it just it's ugh, I would never change it ever ever a really important part of staying sober, really tapping into firstly thinking about what stresses you out, like why the need to drink. So what does it do for you? Gabor says this, Mm. what is it giving you? Mm. And being able to identify that is really important. So why do I drink? Is it for stress relief? Is it for confidence? And then what am I going to do when I need to scratch that itch or to soothe that or to be confident? How am I going to go about it? And yeah. having a plan around that. Yeah. And I think having a self-care plan is really important because a lot yeah. of us, we don't even realise sometimes that we are drinking to mask big emotions too. We think we might just drink to be social or the rest of it, but there's if we were to dig in deeper, mm-hmm. and this is part of that exploring the, the beliefs, okay, what's the, you know, why do I need it to go to a party and what's mm-hmm. really going on for me there and what's going on with my self-confidence and, you know, so we can dig into that. Yeah, And I think it's really important to be able to self-soothe or figure out other ways to soothe ourselves mm-hmm. without drinking. And that's got to be part of your plan. Definitely. And this is why it's so important to do the work. You and I have talked about this before in, the, I think, the last episode that we recorded here. Like, you've got to do work on yourself. Like, you just can't, if you think you're going to put down the drink and still have the same, like, same frame of mind, the same thoughts, like you're saying, you know, whatever you whatever you're trying to escape from is still going to be there. Mm. So you how are you going to deal with it? Yeah, how are you going to deal with it? What are you going to do? And I mean, I've just started an Instagram page, and this is what it says in the bio. It's like if you are putting down, what does it say? Putting down the trying to get sober by putting down the drink and not doing any work on yourself is like rocking up to the gym every day and not using any of the equipment. Like it's yeah. just you're not going to get results from it. Like you you have to work on looking at what is this what is this underlying stuff what is it and when when that means that if you've got to dig into some inner child stuff or have a look at some stuff that's happened in the past yeah it's going to be painful but you have to do it in order to be able to move on and to be able to change change the way you think change your mindset it can be painful too but it can be really empowering if it's done oh. in a in a gentle sort of a way and a way that do a lot of journaling around it, a lot of self-care, a lot, a lot of self-care if you go into some stuff like that. And 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 also perhaps seeing a therapist at the same time as doing yep. this kind of stuff makes a massive difference. And it seems scary, but I, I don't know, it's it's a very gradual process and it's a little scary, but it's it's one that sets you free so much that it's so oh, empowering. Yeah. And, and you have so much compassion. You know, when you when you do this sort of work, you can really have compassion for yourself and even those people that hurt you yep. as well, like yourself. You know, you've been doing a lot of work with you and you're... I, I have. I was just about to mention that, yeah, like so this week, as you know, I wrote a letter to somebody who uh, as a kid I felt very hurt by. It was somebody very close to me and... You know, I'd been putting this off for years and years and years because because I really thought it was going to be really painful and really, you know, triggering and really like I just I didn't want to deal with it. And, you know, maybe that's okay. Maybe I just needed to wait until it was the right time for 
for me to do it. But yeah, I wrote the letter and it was painful because I had to, you know, it took me back to my childhood years and it was painful to think about the circumstances that, um, you know, upset me. And I wrote all of that out in the letter and um, explained to this person, how you know, how they hurt me and, and all that sort of thing. And honestly, like it was painful, but I... That I, I feel like I've gotten so much freedom from that. I feel like I've just finally been able to close a chapter in my story that has been, it caused me a lot of pain for years, like all through my adult years too, you know, like and finally I'm just able to just be at peace with all of that, practice forgiveness for this person, acceptance for who they are. Yeah, a bit of compassion as well. Like I've found that since writing this letter, when I think about this person, it's a little bit different now. Finally, it's just like I, I feel like I'm kind of just at peace with all of this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And you're not going to send a letter, are you? No, and I didn't write the letter with the intention to send it either. Uh, that wasn't the point. It was more about just getting all of this stuff out on paper. I'm still undecided as to whether or not I will actually speak to this person directly, but I mean, that's, yeah, that doesn't really matter. The The point is I got it all out on paper and I was really, it's, you know, it was raw and it was honest and it was, like I said, it was a little bit painful, but now I just feel there's freedom from that. I don't know how else to describe it, but yeah, I feel like that the chapter is maybe not closed, but maybe the chapter's finalized, you know, if I'm writing mm. the story of my life, you know, that chapter's just been signed off or something. I don't know. Yeah. 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 It's so healing. Oh, it's just such a beautiful thing to do. It gives you that space. And I've done the same. And sometimes I'll just be journaling and just start, you know, yeah. getting this stuff out. And it's it's really beautiful. And it's not again, like some people think, oh, it's it's reliving things, it's rehashing things, but you've got to you've got to feel it to heal it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. You do, yeah. you have to feel it to heal it. And this is the thing, like this, among a lot of other things, is something that I've just drowned out. Like I've just drank it away for years and years and years and years. I haven't felt it. I haven't allowed myself to feel it. Yep. Yeah. 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 And if we don't tap into that stuff and, and kind of dig deep, then how the hell are we ever going to change, you know? Exactly. Or, or we could just go, right, I'm not drinking and that's it and not do any work. And then, uh, you yeah, what? I mean, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and then you just, well, you end up, you end up just white knuckling it then you know you're just a like we say in the program you're a dry drunk you know you you're not and I there's uh there's a friend of mine in the program who talks openly about his father he um his father was abstinent from alcohol for 23 years but never did any, any work on himself and he's like he was a prick <laughs> yeah <laughs> like he was a prick when he was drinking and he was an even bigger prick when he was not drinking because he never did any work on himself and he was just, you know, all of this stuff was still there and but he didn't have the coping mechanism for it. So exactly as you say, like if you don't change anything, if you don't change all of that, it's still going to be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. right. I can't stress that enough. And I I'd say to anyone who's looking at joining say the next challenge, which starts in October, before you go and sign up, really think about how dedicated you are to your own transformation, because there's no point in paying, you know, paying out money, joining up something like this. If you think like, I can't wave wave a magic wand over anyone and say, that's it, stop drinking. Like you have to do the work or things don't change. Yeah. And it's just so important. And why not? Like, if you're going to do something like this, like really do it. Yeah. Go in all guns blazing and immerse yourself in it and really try and transform. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I would really stress that too. I think it's the number one most important thing about getting sober is you've got to do work on yourself. Like you just literally cannot expect to put down the drink or your drugs or whatever and, you know, not do anything else and think that your life's going to be wonderful because it's not. I try to do that. <laughs> I know a hell of a lot of other people that have too and, you know, it's um, we've seen in these couple of challenge groups, there's always, you know, there's those, those people who do really dig in and do the work and do all the suggested things and they do really well out of it. And there's the other people who sort of make excuses for it. They're like, oh, I don't really have time to do gratitude or I don't have time to meditate or I don't really like journaling or whatever. And, I mean, that's all just excuses, right? Like it's like exactly. either you want to get well or you don't. If you want to, if you're going to pay money to do a three month sober challenge, you may as well jump, dive in, do it all, 
if you decide at the end of the three months that it's not for you and you want to go back to drinking, we'll gladly refund your misery. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like your misery will still be there ready and waiting for you at the end of the three months. Uh, I guarantee it. It's just, yeah, jump in, do it, do the work, do all all the suggested things. Absolutely. I was talking to Tracy the other day who oh, was in yeah. the first challenge group yeah. who's also been on this podcast and she actually went and did Juliet Lever who's also been on mm-hmm. the podcast her NLP mm-hmm. course and she is just on fire now this is a woman I was like not even sure if I could accept her into the challenge group because she was pretty far gone with the drinking and I was probably thinking she should perhaps go to rehab I can't believe it like, yeah that's so cool she's she, awesome but, it, but oh, she did the work her. you know like she did the work. She did all the suggestions. She sure things. did. She, she really showed did. up to all of the weekly Zoom meetings. She participated in the Facebook group or, you know, was active in the Facebook group. Like she did and she did all of the work and now she's, yeah, she's killing it. Oh, my God. I think she'll end up doing, well, I think she's, she has set up a business too now to do the NLP and timeline therapy and all that stuff. She's just That's going amazing. for it. I know. That's so amazing. She is awesome. I'll have to actually get her back. And on. she like one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment. You can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, she was... She had a lot of very limiting self-beliefs as well when she came into yeah, that. Um, she did into that three months, you know, and yeah, she was one of the like she she wasn't uh, she was one of the she was the quieter one, you know, like she was, she the was. quiet achiever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. She didn't. She wasn't the loudest in the group. She didn't always have the most to say. In fact, she didn't really say a lot. But yeah, she just dug in and did the work, and yeah, now she's killing it it's awesome oh, she's amazing I just love her so much she's gorgeous yeah and I just can't believe the transformation it was incredible yeah. um and that you know going on to study I had a message from this guy Leon who we've been talking back and forth on Instagram uh, he listened to the podcast and mm-hmm. anyway and we chat often just messaging each other back and forth and he had an interesting question he was saying how he's at around about 10 months over now mm-hmm. I'm actually hoping to get him on the podcast. Yeah. But he was like 10 months sober and now the shine of the being sober is wearing off. Mm. And he's kind of like ho-hum, what now yeah. type thing. And I thought, yeah, that's actually really, really interesting. You know, what now? Yeah. And Ash and I sent him a voice message. It was saying, you know, now's a good time to maybe dig in a bit more, think about perhaps some study things to keep you interested. So what would you say? I know that You've just, um, oh, I'll let you tell. Yes. Well, I've just been studying. I've just become a certified life coach, which Yay! is very exciting. Yes. I mean, like what I would say to him or to anybody else is like the first couple of months is really hard. It's just trying to get through day by day and just get through without drinking. You know, once you get past about sort of six months or so, when you've got it, you know, you've got your routine down and you're cruising along. It's very easy if you're not careful to, I reckon, I would say probably in between that sort of six and 12 months mark, I reckon it's pretty easy to drop off during those, during that time. Cause you start to conveniently start to forget how bad things were. Mm. Um, you know, you, you get pretty confident that like, oh yeah, well, I've had, you know, quite a few months off the booze now, things are going well, like I've got my confidence back, you know, everything's okay you probably in that time if you haven't already starting to have those oh well maybe this is okay maybe I wasn't really an alcoholic or maybe I wasn't it wasn't really that much of a problem maybe (laughs) I could just have a drink yeah um 
So I'd definitely say like just if if you're starting to feel like what now or what, you know, like or if you're starting to feel a bit confident, like that's the time to up all of your work, mm. up your gratitudes, up your, you know, meditation practice, up your journaling, like do all of that. But also, yeah, like maybe it's time to have a look at what else, like that would be more um, the time if you wanted to do some study or if you want to take up, you know, new hobbies if you haven't already. But like plenty of things you can do like that, that um, what that gentleman said, it sort of sounds pretty dangerous a bit like that, uh, spending a bit too much time in your own head, like, oh, what now? Like that sounds like a bit of boredom, which can be really dangerous territory. So I definitely say like, I mean, I have a whole list of things that I can do when I know that I'm spending too much time in my own head. And it, and this is exactly why I went and did some study because I've just had my hours cut back at work. So I'm working four days a week now, which is fine. But I just, I know that having that whole extra day, uh, you know, I live by myself, apart from my gorgeous doggy. We've been in lockdown for a lot of that. Like, I just know that if I spend too much time on my own, too much time in my own head, that's when the itty bitty shitty committee can come back in and start with the, oh God, coronavirus coronavirus cases are going up. When's this ever going to end? Oh my God, maybe I won't have a job next year. Oh shit, what about this? Oh God, you know, like, and it just mm. it starts. It's a downward spiral. Yeah, it starts going on and it just, and that can be a really, really dangerous place for me if I'm spending too much time in my own head. So I thought, you know, I've got an extra day a week. I'm going to put that to good use. And that's why I did some study because I'm like, well, I may as well be doing something positive with this time instead of sitting around watching TV. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's such a great use of your time. I probably started studying it around, it's probably a good year sober. But then I just started, you know, I did the NLP and then I did cognitive behavioral therapy for coaching, got my life coaching accreditation and just reading everything I could, like, you know, to the point where, oh God, sometimes I have to like, Danny, give yourself a break for five minutes. Just want to, because you just want to learn and learn and learn. And it's, it, it kind of fills that void. And the more you learn about all this stuff, the way the mind works, all of it, like there's so much to learn. And always, you know, still learning, still learning, still learning. You know, we are all still learning. I don't think you can ever know enough stuff and just keep learning. And I've just um, start next week my year-long course with Gabor Mate. Yes, which is amazing. I'm so excited. And also thinking, what the hell am I doing? (laughs) So much work. Plus, so incredible. Just talk about that, though. Oh, well. Yeah, I'm just unbelievable. So it's compassionate inquiry, um, which is a lot of that delving into the childhood stuff and learning to have compassion for yourself and for all your parts. And, you know, and he's just so wonderful. And he's amazing. Oh, my God. You know, he's the way he views trauma and addiction mm. and how, you know, trauma can play out in our life and store in the body, all this stuff. It's just amazing. I'm actually reading a great book called Body Keeps the Score at the mm. moment. Have you read that? I haven't read it yet. I do have it, but I haven't read it yet. But um, oh God, yeah, just what, getting onto what you were saying about books, man, like there is so much good. So many. Um, quickly, like so many good books to help you to understand the way you work and help you to understand how you can how you can change and how you can look after yourself. I'm the same. I'm like, I, I don't really, I don't really watch TV. Like I haven't really watched TV for years I might flick it on every now and then but I'd much rather read a book like and I've been reading a lot of books that you know this snake of mine by Anna Grace is a really great one for anyone who's you know wanting to give up alcohol because Mm. it really helps you to understand how your subconscious mind works and how how you need to look at trying to change that to be able to change the um, behavior yeah there's so much so many good books that you could read if you're feeling a bit like what next <laughs> get mm. reading oh <laughs> or, yeah absolutely. or listening to podcasts as well I mean the you know your this this podcast how I quit alcohol is a really good one um there's so many other good sobriety podcasts as well but I've been John Wayne Dyer <laughs> the podcast channel like yeah I started just listening to that all the time when I went walking or you know just putting it on in the car and um just having that spiritual input but yeah that like those reading and and listening to good good quality podcasts and good quality books um 
great way great way to get out of your own head and do something positive for yourself like immerse yourself in in your recovery the more I can't stress enough the more you can learn about how your mind works how to control your even how to how to control your anxiety learn about breath work for example learn about how to get yourself into that parasympathetic state extending your exhale hold hold at the end of your exhale for a couple of seconds Exactly. Before you inhale, you know, yeah. breathe through your nose. <laughs> there's yeah. so much stuff. James Nestor's book, Breath, incredible mm-hmm. book. Um, yeah, there's just so much to learn and just still learning, still learning. Still learning. And for me, like when I was drinking, I was so full of ego. So I just really kind of had a like, I, you know, I know everything. I know everything that I need to know sort of attitude. And now I'm like, I actually am really grateful that I don't know everything and I like and I'm never gonna know everything, you know. Like I just yeah. I can't learn enough. Like I can't I'm like a sponge at the moment. It's like I feel like I if I didn't work full time or four days a week at the moment, but you know, like if I didn't work, I'd literally just be binging on podcasts and reading books all day for the rest of my life. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I've just hurt my groin. I um and not for fun reasons either (laughs) (laughs) no I heard it um down when I was um nursing dad and then um I've come back up and it's just been niggling away for ages and then I was running on the beach and I was I've just been doing a bit of that inner child meditation stuff on the beach and I I, anyway so end up running and sprinting and I was like throwing air punches and getting right into it and feeling (laughs) amazing and came back saying to Ash, oh, my God, I feel amazing. And then the next day I could not walk. I couldn't yeah. lift my leg. I was just this groin. I'm like, oh, my God. So I went to my osteo and he's like, you have to rest for a good three or four days. Like mm-hmm. no walking on the beach, nothing, nothing, which kills me because I've yeah. got to be on the beach every day. But anyway, um, so I've just just read, read, yeah. read, 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 listened to some more, pod- you know, catching up on some podcasts I haven't had a chance to listen to. Yeah. I'm reading a Maya Angelou book, Angelou book, like just, just beautiful, just reading yeah. heaps and just loving it. I gave myself permission to just lay around and yeah, out, but, but still not enough to just watch Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, it's a party. I guess, I mean, just on that, you know, like there's a lot of people that are uh, around the country that are in lockdown at the moment and um, I know that's like particularly tough on a lot of people, but, um, you know, there's so many things that you can do rather than just getting up in the morning and going, well, fuck, I may as well drink today because I'm not working and I'm in lockdown and I can't go anywhere. There's so many things that you can do, like, there, and, you know, things that you can do that, don't necessarily cost a lot of money or don't cost anything like we're just talking about books and podcasts obviously there's a little bit of money involved in that but not much uh getting into doing some artwork doing some things like have a think about things that you used to do like when you were a kid before we had ipads and you know before we had netflix and stuff like that you know Mm. i remember as a kid like we didn't we just played outside all the time and so if you've got kids as well that are struggling with the homeschooling and all that sort of thing like Think about things like, you know, getting some chalk and letting them paint up your driveway or teaching them how to do like jump with a skipping rope like we used to do or have a little camp out under the stars, you know, and even if you don't want to do it outside, if you're in Victoria, I don't blame you, but like do it in the lounge room or something and set up a little picnic to take with you and pretend you're going out camping somewhere or, you know, there's so many things you can do, get creative as well. Well, there's Um, plenty of things you could do too, like cooking like cooking from scratch or, yes. you know, getting out, getting into your, like creating a veggie garden, even if you're in an apartment, getting yep. some pots, filling up, start your own little veggie patch. That's also yep. really good for healing too, to be yep. around the plants and get your hands in the dirt. Uh, there's so many things you could do. So like you should never can. be able to get bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like, And it's, it's just not, a blockage, don't you think? It like it's part of those limiting self-beliefs. Oh, I'm Absolutely. so bored. I've got nothing to do. That's just a... A limiting self-belief really isn't 100%. it god even think about new business ideas so once you have the brain space you, you do start to think a little bit differently and Definitely. you know yeah. heaps of things you could like you were saying about cooking like you know get out grandma's old recipe for her jams that she used to make or sauces or something like that you and know, give them away and give them away to your neighbors. Go. christmas is go. not that far away start to think about gifts you could make instead of buying people for Christmas this year, like whether it's artwork or whether it's like, 
yeah, things like, you know, food items or whether it's like, I don't know, knitting a jumper or something like yeah, 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 plenty, yeah. Of, plenty of things that you can do. So if you're feeling a little bit like feeling a bit, a bit stuck or a bit like where, you, yeah, I guess you plateaued a little bit with your, with your sobriety or with your recovery, like just, yeah, just dig in and get your, <laughs> open your creative mind up. There's, there's, there's so many trillions things, trillions of things that you can do. Yeah. And then changing up your rituals as well. If you're, yeah, if you're feeling a bit stuck in your, or, you know, feeling like you've got a bit, you know, of extra time on your hands, or if you're in that, you know, six to 12 months mark, it's a good idea to change up your rituals. Speaking of that, I just added, I have a pretty good daily routine, which I've had for quite a while now, but on your suggestion, Danny, when you told me recently to get back, and you were just talking about before getting out in um, nature and getting hands in the dirt, I have started now in the morning as a part of my morning routine, I go and walk outside without any shoes on and I stand in the grass for a couple of minutes and with my face up to the sun and I just let the sun, you know, shine on my face and I walk around the grass and it's kind of a really cool time of year to do it because most mornings are still like the grass is wet from the dew and it's a bit cold, but it's not right in the middle of winter. But yeah, and I just stand and walk around in the grass and I just remind myself of what I'm grateful for. Yeah, that's um, a beautiful self-care thing to do. Yeah. Self-care is so important Very as important. well, you know, so doing that grounding kind of exercises or tapping into the breath, all these, all these, they're great ways to uh, de-stress yourself. Yeah. Making yourself beautiful food, nourishing food. Yeah. Really thinking about that, what you're putting into your body, long Definitely. baths, magnesium soaks in your bath. Yeah. Reading a good book in bed. Yeah, there's so many ways to care for yourself and to be really loving and gentle with yourself. And that's, I think, when stress, when the stress gets high or when you start to panic, when there's a lot of shit going on in the world at the moment that's freaking people out, you know. So just take a moment to connect back into your breath, Mm -hmm. ground yourself, like you say, getting out and standing in the grass, you know, any time of the day in the morning is beautiful. If you don't have the space yet to meditate, you know, just tap into the room, like the room that you're in, look around, familiarize yourself with where you are in that present moment. Yeah. Just to bring your mind back in. Long showers, filling the water on your skin. There's yeah. so many things that you can do. Long, slow walks. Yeah. Where you're connecting with the breath and thinking about every step. Just slow down, like really slow it down, bring it back. In taking, you were talking about this a little while ago, um, taking walks without without necessarily listening to a podcast or listening yeah. to music or something. Just just take a walk and just take take it in. Take in what's going on around you. Listen to the birds. Listen to, you know, what it, what's going on. Absolutely. Um, present with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, and just like I was saying, you know, thinking about how to give yourself, you know, good nutrition. Mm. nutrition exercise that kind of stuff is really vital especially when you're stressed out so you know so you don't want to go for the bottle think you know rather than going for the bottle or reaching for the bottle you know go for the breath (laughs) tap into the breath it's so much more rewarding and you know you might not end up on a kitchen table (laughs) dancing (laughs) or flashing your tits but you know (laughs) i hope i don't do that Although I don't know, oh, like I've just yeah, had this two-day juice cleanse and it's pretty, like I'm pretty buzzing from this juice, so maybe I might get up on the kitchen table and flush with you. <laughs> Woo, great juice. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love a good juice cleanse. I love that. Hey, so, do try out, like I was saying earlier, try out the celery juice mm, first thing in the morning. Sorry. Medical medium. Oh, my God, yes. If you want to zing. Get into the the celery juice. Also, I wanted to say to my gorgeous friend Lisa and her husband Matt have the most amazing tea shop up in Castlemaine in Central Victoria. And I I guess because I'm so obsessed, I've become obsessed with tea. That's another thing. (laughs) (laughs) And it's part of my the rituals. You know, after dinner, we pour beautiful tea with the kids, or if we're celebrating, you know, you've heard me say, bring out the good tea, bring out the good pot, because I buy so many teas from here too. I've got all these different teas that I'm trying all the time, and I've constantly got one going, and it just feels so good in your body. Like they're detox teas, but they're just gorgeous. Anyway, so she's they've been generous enough to give the How I Quit Alcohol followers a 10% discount. So if you go to www 
the tea dispensary, castlemain.com.au. I can put links in this show notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've got a code you can put in HIQA10. So how I quit alcohol 10. Yep. Breath and it's 10%, 10% discount. That's yeah. Awesome. They're I beautiful know. teas. I've had a lot of hers as well. And I'm the same. I drink a lot of tea these days because I don't, I am actually really trying to uh, look after my body, you know, like after that last relapse I had in October last year, I, I, um, I realized that if I was going to get well and stay well, I really needed to look after all of me. So I need to look after mind, body, spirit. Yeah. So as I think I talked about this last time, you know, like I've just, I've started exercising, which is something that I've never done. And I'm really becoming more and more conscious of definitely what sort of food I'm putting into me. I'm, I try to avoid anything that's high in sugar. I have stopped drinking coffee, which I can't believe I'm even saying that. Oh my but God. I know. <laughs> Um, kill me I know I know man I literally can't even believe that I'm saying that but Uh, you're so you're so good now and yeah (laughs) started this juice cleanse and uh I'm really trying to make sure that I'm eating more like I'm I'm vegan anyway but I'm trying to make sure that I'm eating more whole foods if I can eat 80 percent whole foods or something like that and just you know like just want to look after my body I'm just trying to it's something I've never done and um and it feels great. Like I, I, yeah, the last couple of weeks since I haven't had any coffee and I've been doing a lot of juice even before starting this juice cleanse. Yeah, I feel really good. I feel amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so good. I don't know where I, I, I'm not there yet with quitting coffee. <laughs> <laughs> don't blame me. But I'm all for the honest. whole foods. Absolutely. You know, that's, yeah. get the good stuff in. Get the good stuff in. Definitely. Oh, but sorry, what I was going to, I rambled on a bit there, but what I was going to say about the tea, because I really avoid anything that's high in sugar, I don't drink soft drink. And I do drink, like I'll drink water with some uh, lemon or lime or something like that in it. But yeah, I love the teas. Like I love, you know, Lisa's got some really beautiful fruity teas and she's got all sorts of different you know black teas and white teas and green teas like she's got her shop is amazing so it's beautiful isn't um, it yeah it is but they're yeah they're they're beautiful and I I drink a lot like I drink a lot of hot tea but I uh, often I make them and I chill them as well and I drink them in my earth bottle throughout the day (laughs) nice and cold quite the plug Um, yeah. no, I do. Like if I'm out yeah. and about, then I've got, you know, I've got my bottle and it's filled with nice, you know, cold tea. and. Uh, but it's a lovely, I think that's a great idea too. Like coming up to summer, yeah. people start, you know, you start to crave that something, yeah. you know, and that could be a really triggering time for people is that warmer weather around about three or four o'clock. And often too, I was talking with Kat in the last podcast episode about that. Sometimes it's just craving sugar. Yeah. But that was, that was her thing, you know, the warmer months coming up to summer. Yeah, you know, and just wanting to drink. So I think that's a great idea, like making beautiful iced teas yep. and having them in the fridge ready to go. So if you do get one of those cravings, just pour yourself a beautiful iced tea. Yeah, absolutely. And enjoy that. Or at night time, if you're feeling a bit stressed, pour yourself a beautiful, you know, stress relieving tea or a beautiful chamomile tea, something like that. And just be with that drink, be with your breath, be with the drink. Yeah. You know, yeah, don't definitely. flash your tits. <laughs> <laughs> well it's only the neighbors that would see me here so <laughs> keep your tits in your, pa- in your, tops. In your pants <laughs> well that's where mine go anyway that's for another podcast yeah <laughs> anyway <laughs> i'm yeah um speaking of like i make myself a nice tea now yeah, so anyone looking to, if they're wanting to join the next challenge, there's, a, you know, there's some spots left for October and I'm very excited that you're going to be joining me. Well, you've already been a support person in this last one, but this one you'll be more official <laughs> as a support person. Ooh. I know. So you'll be hosting the a cup of tea, a virtual cup of tea on the midweek yeah. catch-ups mostly. Yeah. And just as a support person, for people that are in the challenge, if they're needing to reach out, yep. even if they're wanting like daily catch-ups, whatever yep. they're needing. Yep. So you'll be there for them and also monitoring the Facebook group. So that's super exciting. I'm, I'm it's, pumped. 
Yeah, I'm really pumped too. I'm really excited. I've um, been in the, yeah, the last two challenges, the first one more as a participant and this one, like, I mean, I am still participating, but, yeah, just um, getting a bit, little bit more involved and I'm really excited to get even more involved. You know, like you've had two really wonderful groups in these challenges and I really love I just love working with people, you know, I, I I don't have any magic wands, you know, I can't fix people's problems for them. But if I can, if there's something in my experience that can help people to, you know, to reconsider their relationship with alcohol, well, then I'm, yeah, I just, I'd love to um, help people in that way. So yeah, I'm I'm stoked to be more involved in this. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just so stoked you're joining me. I think it's going to be great. This and is, I think we work really well as a team. <laughs> we do, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> I know, no, I'm pumped. It's great. I'm just, yeah, super excited. So um, if anyone's wanting to join up, go to iquitalcohol.com.au and sign up. And, yeah, that's starting off. That's st- Well, it officially starts the 1st of October, but the first Zoom call will be the, the first Sunday after that, which I yep. should have here in front of me but I do not have the date yes I do Sunday the 3rd Sunday the 3rd of October yeah Yeah, we'll be the first in call so thank you darling oh thank you thanks for having me back on here yeah look forward to meeting everyone all the new uh challenge group in a couple of weeks it's going to be amazing yes very exciting 3rd of October that's going to be my eve my one year anniversary eve (laughs) oh my god yay we'll have to bring out the good tea Yeah, bring out the good tea. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, darling. Thanks so much. Great to be on here again. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.